Hi, how you doing, folks? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 171, brought to you the week of 8-10-2022, sponsored by our patrons with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, Wesley Gill. Become a sponsor today. Help me out, please, at patreon.com slash GOK. I am your host. My name is James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. I uh, am excited. I'm excited about being home. Um, I'm excited about doing this show. I'm excited about some clothes that I just got. Um, I, I signed up for stitch fix. <laughs> you ever heard of a thing? Yeah. We're not sponsored. This is not a sponsorship video or an ad. Um, but stitch fix is, is a thing where you go on their website and you tell them what your sizes are and kind of the clothes that you like and they pick out clothes for you and send them to you. And this is particularly interesting for me because I have a hard time finding clothes in my size because I wear triple X shirts um, that, that are stylish. It's very hard to find. They just don't have them unless it's, you know, pineapples and, palm trees printed on them it's like they're trying to tell you something you need to go outside and eat more fruit you know but uh i got my first box in today and i haven't tried anything on but i got a pair of jeans and a bunch of shirts and tonight is date night so i'm thinking about you know getting dressed up but they send you clothes and you try them out and if you don't like them you send them back in a bag and if you like them, you keep them and pay for them. So um, it's pretty cool because I hate shopping and I don't know where to go. And so I don't know. I figured I'd try it out. But yeah, Stitch Fix. There's there's other services out there, but it's the one that I tried out. How'd you find out about it? Well, of all things, I, I think it was like Instagram <laughs> or something. So now that I've purchase something through Instagram, they're going to get real serious about advertising to me. Luckily I don't get on it that often. So it's okay. Um, so I have, I have some, some bad news and it's job related. You know, the last few episodes have been job related, but I, I quit. At least I tried to, I texted my overseer and uh my my supervisor and i told him i said uh i said i can't i can't do eight hour days my feet and my back are killing me i just i can't do it and i couldn't do it i i was just in a in a state of absolute misery um from my feet hurting and my back hurting and what's crazy about that is I was planning on working at Amazon at one point, wasn't I? And it would have been four 10-hour days of being on my feet. Oh, my goodness. I remember when I looked up on Amazon, on YouTube, you know, uh, stories of, of people that worked for Amazon just to see what they would say. It was all these young people, and they were talking about how their feet hurt. I should have, I mean, I... I I knew it would be bad, but I didn't know an eight hour day would still kill me. So, you know, lucky I didn't go for Amazon. I'd have quit the first day. 
Um, but no, it was just a situation where every eight hour day, I barely made it through and every one of them compounded the pain. So I wasn't getting used to it. It was like it was injuring me. And I, I had hinted around and asked around and said, you know, Hey, is there anybody that works back here? That's part time. And the answer I got was, yeah, they all work in the evenings, you know, closing time. And they're all high school kids. And I'm like, ah, so if I, you know, if I go part time, then I'm going to get bad nighttime hours. And I didn't want that. So I quickly assumed that it was an all or nothing thing, which was my mistake. It's my mistake, but it's an honest mistake because you know what? My last job in Florida 10 years ago, it was an all or nothing thing. The minute that we found out that I couldn't complete the tasks that were given to me, you know, it was time for me to quit. It was an all or nothing thing. I couldn't, I wasn't valued past what I could do. So, you know, the, the reasons behind my assumption are a little deeper than just the surface, but I texted my uh, supervisor, like I said, and matter of fact, why don't I just read it to you here? I said, uh, I hate to do it, but I need to hand in my notice. I can't handle the job. It's just too much. Everyone's been so great and I hate to do it, but my feet and my back are torture and I can't wrap my mind around that screen. It's you've heard me talk about the screen. Haven't you? The screen is where the new orders come in and I still can't wrap my mind around that screen. I'm a guy that if you ask me what time it is and I look at my watch, I suddenly can't tell time like the anxiety gets overwhelming and I feel like I can't tell you fast enough. And so it's just, it's just really weird. And that's the way that screen is. It's like Tetris, you know, everybody can play Tetris at the beginning because the screen's clear. And when the screen is clear, I can watch the screen. And if, if one or two orders come in at a time, I'm, I'm, I'm great. But once that screen starts filling up like Tetris, you know, you don't have time to think and you're just throwing down pieces randomly and, uh, that screen fills up. I don't even know how many different orders can fit, but there's even an overflow button to where if the orders start going off the screen, you can page over and see more of them. And I could do it if I could focus on one thing at a time. But anyway, it's just, it's just very confusing for me. So I told him I couldn't wrap my mind around the screen. And I said, is it you? I need to report this to. He says, you've been doing a good job, James. If you're sure you want to submit a two week notice, you can write it up on a piece of paper and hand it to me or any director. And I said, I really wanted to work. I really wanted it to work out, but it's just my physical limitations. That being said, I don't think I can fulfill the two weeks requested. I barely made it through today. I'll come by with a letter and my uniform. And, you know, I, I, that was the thing I knew they were going to ask for two weeks. They, they put in their, in their, their, uh, 
they're 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 ta- I don't know their their employment thing document that it was optional. You know they can't require it. Um, and and I hated ducking out like that, but I I was I was dealing with shame too, you know. So it, but but mostly it was the fact that I couldn't do it. He said, if you would like to continue with fewer hours or something, we're willing to accommodate your needs. We really like having you here. And I said, I appreciate and respect that. It's much appreciated, but I'm just not cut out for the job. And and then he called me. And, he, and I said, oh, man. <laughs> I just answered the phone. Oh, man, you called me. <laughs> and uh, he says, yeah. He says, some things are just better done over the phone. And. And he just, I don't remember the exact conversation, but he just went on to talk about how himself and the other trainers really liked me and um, that they didn't want to lose me, that they valued me, that I was a good worker, and uh, that they would do whatever, you know, basically work with me to, to, till I could handle it. And he says, he said, what about a seven to 11 shift, you know, four hours in the morning. And I said, well, I, I just, I thought it was all or nothing. That's why I handed in my resignation. I, I didn't know that you guys would work with me because the way it seemed like is they want to cross train everybody. They want everybody working on every, part of the, you know, being able to, to work every part of the back area. And I said, I, I said, I just can't handle that screen and I can't handle standing up for eight hours. And, and he said, well, what if we just have you during breakfast and, uh, have you on the eggs and, uh, we'll just go from there. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And well, he says, we'll just see how it goes. And I said, okay. And uh, I texted him when we were done on the phone. I just said, you're the man. He says, hey, boss, we appreciate you more than you know. We're all family here. And uh, and then he, you know, he, he asked me a couple days after I had started he followed up. How are they? How are they going? And I said, good. And he says, glad, glad the shifts are working out. So, you know, Chick-fil-A is still a fast food job. And I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, the new is definitely worn off and, and it's still, you know, entry level position. It's still working with food. It's still, uh, not the job I would choose for myself, but I, I can't say enough about the people that are there. Um, and I don't know if every Chick-fil-A is great or not, but the two of them that I've had experience with, um, one of them, I know the owner and then this one where I worked there, uh, they, they've both been these fantastic, environments so hats off to chick-fil-a and uh 
I, I stuck in there. So I've been working. It's my second week doing four hour days and I can handle it. Now they're, they're trying to get me off eggs, trying to make me work over at, at biscuits and biscuits is a lot like salads. And you guys know, I hate salads. That was a, that was a problem before because there's so many variations. There's a lot of variations with biscuits too. So, and, and it's funny cause there's a lot of people that don't even know Chick-fil-A does breakfast at all. And they have sausage biscuits. They have sausage. I mean, they have chicken biscuits. They, they do uh, bacon, egg and cheese biscuits. Uh, they do egg whites. They do spicy chicken biscuits and they do grilled chicken biscuits and they do muffins of all of the above as well. So there's English muffins and biscuits and then there's um, uh, pretty good hash browns that aren't very expensive points wise um, or at least calorie wise. I don't know what the points are on them. I don't do Weight Watchers, but uh, yeah, they, they, they have a lot to offer. And the thing about biscuits is they can be, and breakfast in general, we, there's also these bowls and, and breakfast burritos and you have to watch the screen and there's lots of variations and lots of requests for changes, you know, that we, we want to bacon, egg and cheese, but we want extra bacon or we want a different kind of cheese or we want a Chick-fil-A muffin, but we want American cheese on it. You, you get the picture. There's lots of options and, and that's great. You know, that's great. It's America. There's lots of options, you know? Um, but it translates to me into sheer panic and, um, and all that. And what ends up happening is people just tell me what to do. Like we need a muffin and I'll grab a muffin. I'll bring it out. And I'm like, you know, that one needs to be chopped up or this one needs to be, you know, I, uh, I have not grasped the concepts yet. And and the problem is I'm only working about 15 minutes at a time on biscuits before they end up putting me back on eggs. And then I'm happy again. And, and, and I say happy, you know, it's still fast food <laughs> making eggs, you know, but it's, it's something I know. And, uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm decent at it. You know, that being said, one of my grills went out today. I have three that I operate three. Um, I don't know. They're, they're about a foot wide by two foot, maybe a foot and a half long. There's three of them. And, and one in the middle went out yesterday and it's, so I'm working with, uh, it's like trying to flip somebody off with the middle finger missing. My middle grill is, is gone. Um, and, and, and it's, it's, it's making things hard to do. Cause usually you could get two scrambled, get, get scrambled eggs going on two of them. And then the third one you could do folded now folded. You, you put down this, this, uh, form and, uh, you scoop eggs into the forms and they make little rectangles. And then you flip, you fold them in half once they've cooked a little bit. 
and it makes folded what what we, what we call folded yellows. Um, it's just scrambled eggs, you know, folded in half, and those go on the biscuits and the muffins and stuff. And uh, it's it takes it's a science. There's a science to flipping them exactly right. But the problem is with without the three. You know, and they and they're calling for scrambled and folded. I have to ask them, you know, which one's the most important because you're only going to get, you know, there's only six folded per grill. So do you need twelve folded or do you need a bunch of scrambled eggs? So anyway, I would be bored by now if I were you, listening to a man talk about his job. But um, I also toasted. <laughs> Too bad. You're, I'm not done. I also toasted uh, uh, not Egg McMuffins. That's the sacrilege there. Um, at muffins. I toasted muffins today for the first time. I had to be trained. It didn't take but 15 seconds. But, you know, they're like, here, you know, tear it apart. Put them face up on this little conveyor belt. And when they drop out the bottom, they're toasted. And then put them back in the bag. Put them in this warming drawer. And then, you know, we're ready with muffins. And so I did that. Um, another mistake I made, it was a minor mistake as it turned out, is I, I had some mac and cheese and I put it down the wrong chute. I put it down the cheese uh, sauce chute. And I was like, oh, crap, because I can't reach it. Once it's going down the chute, it's going down the slide, you know. It's like when you send that email and you're like, oh no, I didn't mean, to, I didn't attach or I, you know, shouldn't send it or whatever. And, uh, so I yelled to the ladies on the other side, you know, the ones that are up behind the counter. I'm like, I, I put the mac and cheese in the, in the, the cheese slot. You know, I got confused and she's like, it's don't, she said, don't let it happen again. And I, pretended like I melted away and she's like, no, I'm just kidding. She said, if that's the worst thing you do today, you know, then, then you're doing pretty good. And then I immediately thought of the mistake I made the day before. I'm like Jar Jar Binks up in this place. I'm telling you everything that can happen wrong for me happens. And two things happened yesterday that were pretty bad. One of them was I almost killed a Mexican lady. Um, her name is not important. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, but she's so nice and she, she works very hard and she is well-respected by everyone that's there. And, and she is an expert at every part of that kitchen. Okay. So that's who we're dealing with here. I was trying to pass behind her to get something. And my legs were, you know, walking. So they're, you know, in an A shape, I guess, you know, one foot is reaching out and she stepped backwards into me, but my other leg swept that leg cause it was coming forward. And I ended up almost knocking her completely off her feet. She reached out to grab something and her hand almost went into my grill. And I, I, I think I helped her stay up. I'm not sure. I grabbed her. I grabbed one of her arms 
And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just waiting for someone at this place to just lose it on me, you know, just to go off. And it didn't happen. And we're friends. (laughs) And I made a joke later about how I tried to kill her. Like, oh, but that was one thing. And another thing is we have these combines. That's what they're called. Um, I don't know why they're called combines because a combine, I think, is something that takes down wheat on a farm. But there are these uh, tubs, you know, these little tubs that slide in and out of this warmer that hold the, the folded eggs and the egg whites and the um, it holds they'll hold chicken and they'll hold the scrambled eggs and they have handles it's just like a dish, you know, a, a pot or a pan or something like that, plastic. But it's got a handle on each side, which is genius. Because people, first of all, pull from both sides because there's muffins being made on one side and, and biscuits being made on the other. But it also is great to pass to somebody because, you know, I fill it up with scrambled eggs and I reach out and say, scramble combine, and somebody will turn around and grab it. And I don't have to pass it to them, like, you know, whatever. It's it's just they got their own handle. Well, I say all that to to say that I was doing stacking dishes, and um, one of them slid off, and uh, the freaking handle broke off, just snapped right off. And one of my bosses, of course, was right there to see it. And I said, I pointed to it, and I'm like, I did this. And she says, it happens. And I'm like, yeah, but when it happens, do they take it out of your check? <laughs> she, she didn't hear that part. But uh, we'll see. I'll find out if there's any deductions. So, um, but I mean it, man. I am like Jar Jar up in that place. If, you know who Jar Jar is. He's from episode one of Star Wars. He's the Gungan. Misa, Jar Jar, Binks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he sounds like. Sounds like an idiot is what he sounds like. And, uh, but he's very clumsy. He got banned from his, from his home world for being clumsy. And that's me, man. If there's anything I'm ever asked to do, there's 15 steps that shouldn't have had to been made that I have to make. Like they say, drop some more hash browns. Well, I look over and there's no hash browns. So I go to the little low boy, they call them the little refrigerators. And, uh, there's no bags of, of, uh, hash browns left. So I have to go get more hash browns, but I don't know where they keep the hash browns. So I have to ask somebody, where do you keep hash browns? Oh, they're in the walk-in. And, and so I go in the walk-in fridge and, uh, there's, there ain't no hash browns in there. And I'm like, I can't find them. They said, no, the walk-in freezer. I didn't even know we had a freezer. I've been working there for almost a month now. I didn't know we had a freezer. It makes sense. Walk-in freezer. There they are right over there on the right, just like they told you. Okay, so I have to get the bags and then tear them open and, and spill half of them. And it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. I'll, all I need is long ears and an annoying accent, which I may have. I don't know. You know, does Jar Jar know he sounds like an idiot? I don't know. So anyway, so, uh, on to some more 
In, well, before I move on, I have to talk about Dang It because I I would want to know about Dang It if you didn't know he's a gentleman that works at um, Chick Fil A. And ever since I started my uh, seven to eleven shift, I haven't seen Dang It um, except for one time. Um, he was checking in as I was checking out, and he was arguing with one of the bosses. Uh, Dang it, I told you, it looks like a homeless dude. He's very lazy. Um, doesn't doesn't like to work. And is probably racist. <laughs> I, I could explain why I know this, but um, it, it's just not worth the time. Um, just trust me. <laughs> He's probably, probably very racist. Uh, anyway, he was arguing because the lady told him, said, you, you didn't check out last night. I checked out last night. Well, according to the computer, you didn't. So you just need to go tell your supervisor you know, that was the only thing the lady was trying to say is that the computer didn't get you checked out. She wasn't accusing him of anything, but you know, he's the one that's always like, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I wondered how long that I'm sorry would last. It didn't last very long because he, uh, he started yelling at her. He wasn't sorry then. So I don't know. I don't know how long dang it's going to last, but he is, uh, he's pushing the wrong buttons. You know, is what I'm thinking because, uh, I don't know. They're, they're very protective of the ladies around there. You know, like there's a lot of respect given to the women that work at Chick-fil-A and that's because not only because they're due the respect, uh, but because the women at Chick-fil-A and my Chick-fil-A work hard, they really do. And he's going to mess around and yell at one of them and either upset them or make them cry. And then he's doomed because like I said, these women are held in high regard. Like I even find myself doing it. I mean, I always respect women, but, um, they, they, they earn it on top of everything else. Just, they know more than you. They've been there longer than you and you want to be their friends. It's like when I was in children's ministry, the two groups of people I always befriended were the, uh, the, the, the folks that cleaned my room and the folks that did my sound systems, my sound, you know, ran, ran sound because everybody craps on the sound guy. And every children's pastor leaves a mess. And I always tried very hard to uh, not do either one. Like when the sound went bad, I just patiently waited. And I went back and thanked them for because I knew they were struggling. And then when uh, the, the room got messed up, I always had the kids pick up real quick. And then I always found the person cleaning and explained to them because just the context because without context, they would come in and see popcorn on the floor or something. And they're just like, oh, they, nobody cares. Oh, it's just terrible. They just use me and abuse me. But um, when you when Pastor James comes and tells you, no, man, we picked up as much as we could. 
and I hate this. I'll even, you know, help you if, if you need it. No, 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 no. I got it. You know, it just helps. So anyway, I don't remember where I was going with that, but it's time uh, to tell you just one more thing about work. <laughs> one more thing. Uh, there's this, there's this guy, he's 19 and he's in a band and, uh, and I don't know how it happened, but I found out he was in a band and he found out I did a podcast and he thought that was cool. And so I told him about that story show and he has listened to at least two episodes and he is a fan and, uh, he says it's funny and he's told other people in the, in the store that they need to listen to it. And so that's really great. I just hope they don't find, uh, GOK because <laughs> they will know who dang it is immediately. And, and, uh, I will, I will probably get fired. <laughs> I would fire me. But anyway, um, but I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to bring him a sticker and a, and a, some stuff, um, some, some swag as they call it. So I listened to his band and they're good. They're good. Um, so it's, he's a drummer. It's pretty exciting. So it's, he's my work friend. I only have one so far, so he's my work friend. He was the first guy that ever trained me on eggs. So, um, one time I saw him doing eggs and he was just having a bad time at it because folding them is, is an art form, like I said, and you just have to learn how you can't be taught it. You can be shown it and then you just have to do it. And, uh, folding them is is just a pain and he was doing a bad job. And I said, this is not how I trained you. (laughs) he, He said, you didn't train me. Like, I know you trained me. So, uh, so anyway, there we go there now. And now you're all caught up on work. I quit. I tried to quit. I I'm still there. I, I still don't know that I want to stay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, to fill up my time with volunteering. I've talked to my friend, David, and, uh, we're working at this, at this assembly of God church in West County and uh, we're there for a year and the year's almost up, but I've been, um, I've been uh, volunteering uh, once a month in the children's department, taking the place of the children's pastor and doing the services. And this past week I did BGMC, which is boys and girls missionary crusade or not crusade a challenge. It's a, it's an assemblies of God thing. It raises money for missionaries. And, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. We, we used to love do, doing BGMC back in the old days of children's ministry because um, one of the things we did is we, we made food, and it's part of the curriculum, but nobody ever does it, is you're supposed to make a, a snack, a, a food item from that country and share it with the kids. Nobody ever does it, like I said, because it's just too too much trouble. But we always did. We did it when we had 350 kids. And so, heck yeah, we did it when we only had about 35. So uh, we made banana scones from Fiji and handed them out. And uh, you do a little speech before you hand them out about the MK way and about how missionary kids are taught that they don't have to eat everything that they're offered, but they do need to try it so that they will honor the people that are giving them food. 
And so I gave this challenge, the MK way. We're going to try this no matter what. Everybody's going to take a bite unless you're allergic to bananas. But, uh, and, uh, everybody liked it. A lot of kids wanted to get a drink of water because it was, you know, a biscuit. It was a scone. It was dry, you know, but, uh, no, it was good. Anyway, my point is I, I'm, I'm thinking, Hey, why don't I just take over BGMC? Why don't I just do that? And that way, anything I change or do differently will just be chalked up to, Hey, this is BGMC Sunday. You know, it's going to be different. It's going to be special. It's going to be unique because what I've been doing is, is I went to a service of hers and I saw how she does it and I've been doing it that way. Um, which is basically they do, uh, they have playtime before service to let all the kids filter in because a lot of the people are very late up to 15 minutes. She collects the kids. She does an opening prayer music and then a sermon time and then prayer time and then releases them to play again. And I always did lots of segments back in the day from the moment they got there all the way through to the end. I did two worship sets, a praise set, which was pretty high hype and a worship set that was chill. We always had game segments. We always did. Um, like if I had a three point sermon, we would break those up into three segments and mix them in. Um, and then have a serious time, uh, with, with altar time slash reflection time. Anyway, it, there was a lot of moving parts, but I have, I have toned all that and pulled it all the way back and just, stuck with, uh, you know, a simple three point sermon with illustrations and object lessons and magic and sometimes stuff like that. So, uh, BGMC Sunday could be something special. I don't know. I I'm going to meet with them, but my whole point point is, um, if, if this church can use me, I'll donate my time for free and I will come in during the week because, my wife's already told me she doesn't really care if I make money or not. She's just glad to see me active and busy. And so, uh, next week I'm supposed to meet with some of the leadership of the church and I'm going to offer my services. You know, I'm a graphic designer. I know how to do videos. I know how to set stuff up in pro presenter, which is, you know, a pro projection software. I, uh, you know, I can make t-shirts. I can answer phones. I can do mass mailings. I can clean. Um, and I can do children's ministry. Uh, I could help in the youth department. I could do anything. And, uh, I think I would get much more satisfaction out of that than working at Chick-fil-A. So, Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I might just end up working at Chick-fil-A and volunteering, which would be great. That'd be fine, too. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, last but not least, I will bless you with a little bit of TMI. Do you know what TMI is? Too much information. Um, no one will remember this, but a few months ago on that story show I mentioned mentioned casually to John Steinklobber that my right masculoid 
was um, irritated. <laughs> Masculoid, if you don't know, is nipple. Okay. I'll say it on this show. <laughs> we call them masculoids on that story show, TSS. So um, my goal was to to talk about it two or three weeks in a row and just mention it until people were like, why is he mentioning this? And then I was going to just reveal that the reason it's irritated is because my new car, its seatbelt is just perfectly right there irritating it. Well, I found out that it wasn't being irritated, that there was a lump there that was painful and that it was growing and um, had gotten over over the next couple months. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't want to acknowledge it. I didn't want to go to the doctor with it. I didn't want to mention it to Jen. I, I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want it to be real. Um, but when it got to the size of a, of a cutie orange, I figured I, I'd better say something. And I did. And I, long story short, I went to the doctor and then I went and had a mammogram. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Ladies. Yes, he did. I went to the breast center and I didn't feel too bad about it once I walked in because there were two more guys in the waiting room. And my wife went with me because she's like, you never know, you might get bad news, and then would you want to be by yourself? And I'm like, no. So, uh, yeah, I got a mammogram, and um, I would say, I'm not stupid enough to say this, but I would say that I know now what you ladies go through, but I really don't. Because, yes, it hurt, and yes, it was uncomfortable, but there were no private parts involved for me. She said, take off your shirt, and I had I, I had the shirt off before she even finished the sentence. I didn't care. And she's flipping and flopping and squeezing and moving. And you know what I'm talking about, ladies? But I was like, this is the most action those things have ever seen in their life. You know, it didn't bother me at all. She might as well have been messing with my elbow. You know, it didn't bother me at all. But from what I understand, it's very humiliating and embarrassing and, and, and just encroaches on your privacy and all that stuff. I can't fathom. Well, it is so hard being a lady. Oh my gosh. The crap you have to deal with. Is there anything good about it at all? Really? I mean, if, if there was a list of, of pluses and minuses, I would imagine society's crap and, and then all the personal stuff y'all have to deal with, it would far outweigh any of the benefits. But on the benefit side, I, I would say maybe even though there would be less items on the, on the plus, maybe those items are so big that they do outweigh the negatives, you know, it's kind of like, obviously birth comes to mind because you go through pain and you go through pregnancy and you go through, you know, a baby sitting on your bladder and hanging on your rib cage and swinging around and doing all this stuff. But you end up with a child, a life, you know, and, and does that outweigh all of the, well, of course it does, or people wouldn't do it. You know, I can guess that enough on my own, but anyway, yeah. So I, I had a cancer scare 
I guess is is what I'm what I'm trying to say, and I've been holding it in and to myself. My kids don't even know why should I bother them with it. Um, but it it's just uh, a lack of testosterone. I told y'all I'm not ma- very manly, um, and it's medication related. So I have to go get a blood test, and then my doctor and my psychiatrist have to get together and compare notes, and we'll figure out what to do next. But uh, I I don't want to grow boobs. <laughs> Tell you right now, um, I mean there was already a little bit there because I'm fat, but I don't I don't want I don't want full on, you know I don't want a cup size. I don't want to develop. Uh, that's what they say. It, it, it is it sometimes happens to teenagers when they're young, and uh, I'm like, is this what women have to go through for those things? I mean, and my wife's like, yeah. I'm like, you poor things, <laughs> you poor things. You should be worshipped on a hill somewhere. Every woman should be just, just you know, doted upon with all the crap that y'all have to deal with, I swear. Um, anyway, that, that's all I got for you today. I hope you are having a great life. Um, uh, mine's, mine's passable right now. My energy levels are good. Um, I'm sleeping halfway decent. Uh, I did have a bad, uh, I, it's, it's a work related thing, but I, I was asked to come in an hour early on Saturday and, um, that Friday night, I could not sleep. It was all stress. It was all anxiety. It was like, you have to sleep tonight. You have to have it because you're getting up at five in the morning. And, and man, it, I did dream. So I know I slept bits and pieces, but it was just far and away, mostly being up and worried. And that was the roughest day of, uh, that of Chick-fil-A that I've had. And the boss was there and my eyes were dipping. You know how when you're driving and you can't keep your eyes open? That was happening to me while I was standing up making eggs. That's how out of it I was. And the boss, even after I was done, said, James, um, when, you're, when, you, when you clock out, go get you something to eat. And I wasn't even do that. You're supposed to work at least six hours, between six to eight hours to get uh, free food. And, uh, he said, get you something. So I called my family and picked up some food and brought it home. I wasn't hungry. So I wasn't feeling good. Um, and I, and I wondered about that. I was like, gosh, I hope I, I hope he didn't see me. But Jen says, when I'm doing good, you can tell. And when I'm not doing good, you can see it on my face. And so I, I must've, even when I was trying to hold it together, I must've looked like death warmed over or something, but. Anyway, that is for real it. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. Uh, Please do me a favor. Make sure you're listening to that story show and Red School Bus. Uh, If you're if you're not, Red School Bus is for kids. It's great. It's for it's fun, and that story show is for everybody else. Uh, I'll see you guys next time. God bless you. Uh, If you're a person that prays, pray for James Kennison because James needs your prayers and your guidance and or his guidance and uh so put that on your on your prayer list i always covet your prayers thank you so much and we'll talk to you later bye bye bye